Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, yes, Shelter Footycast live from Backchat Studios. We've got a live audience today, Skeeter. That's the Southern River Band boys, uh, Thornley. My mother is in the studio today, Skeeter. So get on your best behaviour, please, Skeeter. Hello, Scoey. Good to be here. And uh, I know the apron, apron, apron string's not far attached from you, but gee whiz. Uh, uh, the next, what? Next <laughs> apron strings, I think that's what you're called. Anyway, to bring your mum along to the podcast, you couldn't... My wife, if I said come and sit and watch the podcast, she'd rather stick pins in her eyeballs and then remove them one by one than have to sit and listen to us. Don't know how that. you operate, mate, but the women of my life are big fans of my work <laughs> in media, Skeeter. So uh, I'm very happy to have mum in the studio. We might actually yes. get on a microphone in a second, Skeeter. That'll be fun. Now, uh, socials, Shelter Footycast. Uh, you can follow us there. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. You can send any questions there, Skeeter. We've got the Bottle Mart Ruffy of the week this week. Have you sorted? I have. You, you know, bizarre. I would say your life out. Left field. What do you it's mean? Left field. Just anyway. pick, you don't need to go left field. I you want just to. Ne- you just need to pick a team not that's not expected team. to win to win. No. Well, no, it's got to be three dollars, and there's there's not even a three dollar price to, uh, outside of this weekend, really. So no, there's but there has to be. Or the Eagles. We're not touching them anyway. Uh, well, well. Aren't I'm we? going left field. Just bear with me. Bottle Mart, Ruffy of the week. Start your footy weekend at Bottle Mart. Grab your shelters where Bottle Mart has you covered. Of course, Skeeter. Skeeter, they, they, um, they released the... Uh, uh, I need to figure this out, Jane. Just give me two seconds, please. Skeeter, can you tell us something interesting while I just pad for one well, second? Well, can I give you some news that I was broken radio this morning? Breaking which, news, Shelter Footycast. Yeah, which is the fact that um, in August, Eagles um, are going to with the consultation of the WA Footy Commission. Back in 2003, the Glendinning Allen Medal, or the Glendinning Medal as it was back then, Ashley Sampy voted best to field by the media representatives. Ross Glendinning overruled. Michael Gardner we, won we, the, uh, the, the medal. We spoke about this on, on the footy cast. Yeah, so at the end of the day, uh, the Eagles have come together with the WA Footy Commission, I believe, and there's going to be a joint winner of the medal, retrospectively. So Michael Gardner... Ashley Sampling, I believe, in August at a pre-derby function. Uh, good on you, Ash. He's, uh, Unreal. He's got some health issues at the moment. We know he took the mark of the year in 2004, but I reckon that'll mean a lot to him and his family to, to get that. Uh, albeit some medal and some say you know, it's not a premiership, etc. But I tell you what, if you haven't won a premiership or haven't won a, a medal of best on ground in a major game, that is uh, going to be very nice touch, I think, for the club and, and all in footy. Oh, don't scare We like the breaking news here. His nickname's Pup, Ash Sampy. Pup. Yep, old Trinity boy, and uh, he could fly as well. He was uh, absolutely absolute gun. But players that played with him around 05, 06, 04, that those areas rated um, no, no, rated him. He was the most talented player on the list. Wow, that's saying something. Judd, Kerr, Cousins, Cot, all those guys, they'd have Ash Sampy in a tier by himself. He used to be able to do things that none of those blokes could do. 
I reckon similar to my opinion about Lewis Jetta. Pe- people, yeah. you know, and, and 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 Ash unfortunately wasn't able to continue in the game, but his potential and talent was next level. I mean, Chris Lewis, when I was sort of growing up, he, he was mm. that that innate, just that indigenous brilliance, which uh, makes our footy so good. Now, Skeeter, we know that your action on social media is Not quite great. poor. It's quite poor. I did a tweet today. Did you? <laughs> Do you know what Instagram is? You know what Instagram is. I have. I've got my daughter operates that for me. Did, well, did she see that I tagged you in a post uh, a couple of days ago? No idea. Right. So Froth Town. You know how we've been speaking yeah, about love Froth it. Town, correct? So to celebrate the release of the festival map, they put a competition together. It's to win the golden glass, and I believe the golden glass you just get free refills everywhere. So now you've perked up, haven't you? you yeah. Golden so glass. You top it on the bar. Yeah. Anywhere you go, free. Right. Or do, or do you think you're going to get free anyway? Is, oh, that, is that why you're confused? I don't normally pay it to get to go <laughs> pubs if I can avoid it. So all all um, all you have to do is tag a mate over at froth.town on, on Instagram. Uh, you tag a mate and where you're going to be found on the map, right? So I tagged you. And what happened? Yes, sir. I said, at Mark Reading 7, right? And then what we'll be doing, where we'll be found, drinking all the beer is all I said. So we're in the running. Okay, did I respond? Well, you didn't have to respond. We're in the running. Okay, fair okay. <laughs> Very good. You had to be over 18 years old. What if your mum jams across all this Instagram well, drama? She's probably better than you, actually. Wouldn't surprise me. Now, if you're watching along on YouTube, you can see a couple of birds here. Is this Skeeter and Scoey sitting up here? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Just a couple of feathers on top. So mum's knitted these. Mum's an amazing knitter. She knits dinosaurs. She knits clothes. She knits birds. She had an Eagles one. My little boy, Nash, took it to the footy on the weekend. Lasted about five minutes before he lost it. So it was a, it was an eagle's uh, bird, like these ones. It had 31 on the back. It was called Scoey. Oh, jeez. Right? <laughs> and Nash has lost it in five minutes. So if you went to the footy, you've seen one of these birds hanging around, that it's a West Coast one. His name's Scoey, and Nash would like him back. Okay? Happy with that, Skater? Does you, do you still get, like, even though you're married and it's supposed to be a grown man, does his mum still uh, sort of potter around you and, and help you? Do you need anything iron, Will, or anything that, that might help? Mum, can you go over to the microphone <laughs> over there? Can you just jump up over there, Mum? I'm just going to turn this microphone on. Say hello to the audience, please, Mum. Just prove you're in here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you got any questions you want to ask, Mum? Jan, mean, Jan just, just quickly, I just we're not going to waste too much time uh, this morning. Uh, thanks for being here. But I just want to find out... The only waste of time is you and I talking. <laughs> Mum, <laughs> Mum might actually add some sensibility to this podcast. Can you give us something we don't know about Will growing up as a child that was uh, either humorous, uh, annoying, something that we don't know about Will that we can possibly use on him for the rest of our days. If you can't think of something off the top, I can give you a clue that will make him laugh a lot. Yes, give me a clue. Uh, maybe when I was fed till as a baby. When you are what? When, maybe when I was on the boob till as a baby. Oh. Go on, tell <laughs> He's us. He's a buzz. Yeah. He, yes, he, he had buzz until he was three years old. <laughs> So, so hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm seeing visions of Little Britain here. Um, and no, it, I was breastfed till I was three years old. Till he was three years old. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he was a and some may boy. say I'm still on the <laughs> that's, um, that's yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. That's not the visualization I was looking for uh, at eight thirty in the morning. But no. uh, okay, well that's. Yeah, I'll give you one just quickly on a mother-son situation. I was born in Canada. My mum was in labour back in 1970 for five days. Um, <laughs> Five days, five days, and I weighed 11 pounds. So off the back of that, Jan, here's a quick, quick quiz question for you. Five days labour, 11 pounds. Um, Guess how many more children my mum had after me? (laughs) 
probably none exactly. after that effort. <laughs> Zero. She said, that's enough, you buffhead. Uh, you're done and dusted. So 11 pounds is a big boy. Uh, Mom, fat, you're, that's you're, what's you're a big fan of the Shelter Footy Cast, aren't you? Listen I am. Everybody? Yes, Very I good. listen all the time. Love it. Great. Well, it's good to have you over here. Um, if we need any more input, I'm going to chuck you on that <laughs> microphone. Thank you very much, Mum. Now, let's keep moving. Uh, good to have you here, Mother. Now, breaking news we've been through that. There's yep. been a fair bit to go on this week in the footy, so uh, we're going to break those down. Jordan Degoe, three weeks, right or wrong? Yeah, right, move on, done. Happy dusted. with three? Absolutely. I we're, am too. And we've discussed the, the, the ramifications of the Eagles and how they didn't react. And <laughs> oh, Simo, yeah. I discussed it. And, right. si- yeah, and Simo's passage said, yeah, in hindsight, should have been a bit more shown. So we've moved on from that. Um, Liam Duggan, I'm disappointed. I was really keen to see him go to the go to the tribunal and defend himself, but of course he had an infection. But that's fine. Why wouldn't they just defend it anyway? I know. I agree. I, I don't get that one. Anyway, that's well, that, that was that was strange. Like, okay, I understand he's sick. He's not going to play anyway. Just go to the tribunal and get him off. Like, yeah, get him off anyway. Well, it's just for, for the principle. But I guess what what are they? Oh, it's not a cost. Wasting factor, our it? time. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, that's anyway, that's done. Do that. Nick Nananui out for the season. Well, I mean, we spoke here. In I February reckon he, I spoke in February and said yeah. he's not playing this year. Well, Did I'm I sure say said that? that? I think there's there's doubt about it. I'm not sure you declared it as 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 black and white as that. Certainly but the word I was getting. You were suggesting that there was grave doubts about his fitness. So sadly, that's true. I guess the next question I ask you, given your knowledge of the club and the players, do you think he'll play again? Gee, there's been some talk about him not playing again, hasn't there? Um, I, I, look, if I was the club and um, and I was Nick, I'd take some time. If he, he, He's been grinding to try and get back this year. We keep seeing footage. Mate, they've got these little hurdles. So what really tipped me off right before the season, there was talk he was going to play round one. Can you remember that? Yeah. And I was watching the news, never watch it, and it just popped up. And Nick is on these hurdles. They're, they're this big. They're, they're 20 centimetres tall. He couldn't get over them. Mate, and he was hobbling along like a like he just mm. couldn't move and and they were saying well we, we might be playing this week and I spoke about it here I remember because I, I know rehab when you're on the small hurdles mate you're six seven oh, eight off. weeks away mm. so look he's been grinding to try and get back clearly it hasn't worked out for him um he's having surgery he needs a break a Can proper I- break physically mentally he needs to get away from the football yeah. club and the football club needs to get away from him for a little bit totally of time. and look I think they can they can make that decision later can I ask the question then if he's been ruled out for the season this week, why they didn't know that last week um, and with regards to the mid-season draft, because that's the question, could you have then activated that, that second list spot or is, is, it, is that a, almost a, a moot discussion? I, mean, I've, I feel like I've been teeing off the, off the club over the last week, which I have a little bit. Can you speak about it? Because I, I, well, I honestly, why wouldn't you do this five days earlier? I don't, I, so what's that's the, right, what's I, the I can't understand. That there must be a rationale that, that we're not across. But for my, Boy. Uh, from the outside view, you're thinking, well, if they knew this a week ago with Nick, um, he's inactive. Maybe oh, they didn't? Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. It's cool, cool. That's why I asked the question. Because it's just the timing seemed so weird. A week after the draft, whether they took one, they could have taken two. Let's be honest. I mean, Ryan Marrick not, might not play more than five games. Mate, he might so. play this week. Yeah, yeah. That, he might play this week, but he might not play more than five games in his career. We don't know how good these players are going to be, but to try and, as you say, give the Waffle Club at the very least, their Waffle team some depth, and maybe even see if they can play at the top level, might have been one to explore you're, more. You're a big news breaker, clearly, breaking some news off the top here. Have you heard this one, that the West Coast Waffle side is forfeiting this week? No. Right. Breaking news. I reckon they're forfeiting this week. Okay. I reckon they don't have enough players to play and they can't scrap to get enough players. They can't get Mark Reddings with his boots on or Will Scope. I can make a phone call and ask that question. Seriously. I, I, I don't know if they're playing this week, mate. And it wouldn't surprise me. They're, you know how 
when I was when I played, they were in trouble. They they literally they they had no one to play. Yeah. So I played. That's how bad it was. They're in a worse spot. They've right lost now. more. They're in a worse spot. Their their injury list was twenty three players. They've got, got yeah. They only have forty five players on the list. They've got they? Subiaco eleven forty. I think it is on Saturday morning. I uh, don't. I don't know if they're going to play that game. Yeah, I, I have I, you got information, or you're just saying given the list of injuries they've got. I'm looking at the injury list. Uh, they're in a worse spot than they were, and they almost forfeited when I played. Mm. I, I can't see them playing. Okay, they're no. gonna have to go deep into I don't know what sort of resources they have. I mean, yeah, there you go. There's some breaking news for you, Skater. Well, it's break. It's only breaking news if it's true. That's Skater. right, Skater. <laughs> but you're gonna throw some darts at the dartboard, <laughs> mate. <laughs> What is it? You only miss the shots you don't take? Exactly. A bit of, bit of a soccer analogy or basketball analogy. Right. So, yeah, Nick Nat, is he done forever? I, look, I don't know. I, I, I think he needs you, to have a break. You wouldn't put your house on the fact that he's going to play again either. No. But I, I, I think equally you wouldn't say, well, that's him done and dusted. Like no. Knowing him, he's been through adversity, he's been through injury. What's the best decision for the club to make? I think that's made with some time. If they made a call right this second, I don't think that's the right call, given... It looks like they've just found out he's done for the season. It looks like he's just been booked in for surgery. This isn't right this second the time you make that call. I think it would be uh, a rush decision. Fremantle, new president announced to take over from Dale Alcock. Yes, Chris um, Sutherland. Chris Sutherland, part of program, heads them up, and uh, an old Trinity boy as well, just for what it's worth. So Dale, Dale's at his end of his... End of his tenure, so yeah. that's... Uh, look, he's, he, from afar, he looks like he's been a great president. For yeah, terrific. Office. I mean, it's a bit of a thankless job. I mean, I've spoke to Russell Gibbs over, over the years and touched base with him, and look, they love the club, that's why they do the job. Um, you know, amongst the fans, I'm not sure it's, it's huge. It's not like the old days, well, so certainly when Eddie was in charge at, at Collingwood. Like, who are the big guys around the league right now? Eddie at... Koshy at Port Adelaide. Koshy at Port Adelaide is the biggest name. Who's the guy? Who's the vocal guy either in Sydney or Queensland? Is it the Gold Coast president? Yeah, I, th- I think he might have stood down though. Just uh, this okay. is where you're going to start to have yep. to hit me up because I think most fans, to be honest, with you, even even journos, you you don't. Brayshaw was president of. That's your James Brayshaw. That's going back a fair while. Eddie Koshy. Um, but they don't have the the characters, and that's you know, Jeff Cannon was quite a, a big name as president at Hawthorne. Is he still the president? Um, no, he's not. Um, he stepped aside. But so he still just runs his... I just assumed he was still the president. No, he just has he a say. Well, I think because of the, the racial investigation, he's right. been brought back into the conversation. But yeah, they're certainly not the, the flamboyant sort of characters that we, we saw in the... Like Eddie was the, the mouthpiece. But they, especially over here, they go about their business and never get had, done. Never had a really big name like Dalton Gooding under the radar, um, Rick Hart, the great man. Alan Kranzberg. Yeah, so just, you know, yep. not, not, not extroverts in the sense of what... Was Rick Hart a president of... Yes, of chairman, yeah, of Fremantle, Freer, yeah, yeah right. the great man, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. there you go. How am I going? Uh, stay on Freer, Fife and Walters, couple of contract extension, two year deals. They'll see uh, them one club players. I don't think anyone else is picking them up ever. Two two twenty five. Feel good story, but I, 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 again, after you get to the age of thirty, I'm sort of of the mind one year deal. Am I? Is that a bit? Am I a bit shallow or a bit naive as to how footy operates? The mail I had was um, Fife had some interest. And, and Freo have effectively yeah. shut that interest down. So that's why they get into. I think it's a good move. Usually I'd be critical of it, and I do agree with the one-year contracts for... After 30? Yeah, like, you know, might be because I was on one-year contracts for about <laughs> the whole life. <laughs> but, 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 like, I, I think, you know, we've seen at West Coast, you've got these older players on big deals and they injure themselves, and the, the club holds all the risk. Like, the, the players aren't at risk here. No, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, why would you, as a club, offer, say, Michael Walters two years... Why would you offer Nat Fife two years? Well, so Nat Fife, maybe Nat says, well, if I don't get two years, 
you know, I'm going to continue to look elsewhere. Yeah. Um, because and- I think he had a fair bit of interest. I haven't heard the same with Michael Walters, but both those players, they're incredibly important parts of what Freo are building right now. Yeah, the fabric, yeah. If, if Fife and Walters walk, right, and not saying they would have or anything like that, you lose two senior players, one Leaders. in your midfield, one in your forward line, and then suddenly, who's the guy? I understand that Brayshaw and Sarong are good players, but that's a lot of pressure to be that that leader. We saw what happened at West Coast on the weekend, you heard I was quite vocal about the fact they didn't stand up for their mates. It was because they had no senior players out there, really. Like, And if you do that, you take them out without giving them a contract in a premiership window, you need those players to win a flag. You can't... Look, baby bombers, great, 93, awesome. That doesn't happen ever. No, very rare. Right? So you need senior players on your list, and that's why they've locked them away. I, I, I don't hate it. I've heard some criticism. I don't hate it at all. Yeah, I, I'm not going to... Start a fight over it, but I, I, my general theory now is over thirty. Mind you, these two players are, are you know, being their top ten of all time. Yep, Michael Walters put in that category Absolutely. as well. So therefore, yeah, for the fabric of the club, culture of the club, I don't mind it. But ordinarily, over two or two year contracts for thirty year olds plus is you're getting, I reckon, question mark. Another, another contract signed uh, earlier this week, which we'll what get into a little bit. We'll get <laughs> yes. into that in a little bit. Uh, now, uh, Cochran, see his name. Tony Cochran. Is that right? Yeah. He runs his mouth. Big mouth, but good. And I love that. You know what? When you're in a small market like the Gold Coast, I think you've got to be out there and and taking on the big boys and, and, you know, throwing away. They're they're trying to take over a market, not from the AFL. They're trying to to get some attention from the NRL, right? They're they're trying to get the Gold Coast Bulletin to to do some stories on them (laughs) as opposed to the Gold Coast Titans. The Gold Coast Bulletin. So I don't know why I found that funny. Uh, Before we move on to the rest of the uh, games this week, uh, World Test Championship in London at the moment, Skeeter. You're yeah. a big cricket fan. I'm a massive cricket fan. And uh, Travis Head. He was dropped. How hilarious. He was they dropped before him. the Indian Test match anyway. Oh, He's proven them joke, wrong mate. with his first Test century over in London. It was a good deck to bowl on. Apparently, India won the toss bowl. So, um, in a nutshell, we've done really well. Steve Smith. He's uh, on 95 off 225. 31st Test century. Five runs away. Goes past Matty Hayden. Oh, and Shivnarayan Shanderpole. Careful. If he Don't gets ring there. the bell to him. Mate, either way, it's a, we're three for 327. We make 500. They can't win the game. Uh, Travis Head's on 146 he, off 156 balls. He's playing Baz Ball, Aussie style. Trav Ball? Trav Ball. Love there that. you go. Hey, hey. You like that, Jad? Uh, uh, I saw a stat today. Since his debut, Travis Head, mm. he's been dropped by three different coaching administrations. They haven't, they haven't lost with him in the team. They would have lost him within the team. They, they've lost test matches. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They haven't won without him in the team. There you go. They right. haven't won without him in the team. Yep. So that, that makes sense. And yeah. look, he's he, he's been a bit susceptible to the Duke ball without getting too cricket centric um, over in England because of the the movement. A lot of players are like that. But he he's you know what he scores. He takes the attack to the bowlers. So in a nutshell, Scully, if you they were three for seventy last night or three for eighty, he came out and scored more better than a runner is ball. It, is that Lords? No, it's at the Oval. Where are you is, that's in line. I'm going to Lords. When is that? Uh, that's the end of this month. Are you? Yeah. Have you got a replacement? For here? Yeah. Or are you going to do it? For the, what's, what's <laughs> I'm not doing it remotely. What about I'm I, don't, not. I, don't, I don't care if you put one of these birds, <laughs> <laughs> put big birds in there. No, I, I, I love this show, but I'll, I'll be, if I get the chance to uh, sit there and, and just let you and maybe I'd Hammer or someone. I would love to do a live cross from the Oval with Mark Reddick's, or is it Lords? Not, no, it's, the, it's Lords. Uh, you can... Go, I won't, yeah, go for your life. Eight o'clock in the morning, though. I don't think I'll be there. It'll be mid one in the morning. I'll be uh, somewhere gas on shelters. Shelters <laughs> deep. Will Scoville, Mark Redding, Shelter Footycast.
Now, finally, we've got some Western Australian action for both teams this week with Frio with the bye. Last week, Adelaide play West Coast, 235 Adelaide Oval. Adelaide have had a really strong home performance record this year. They've been poor away for home, uh, but this is not one of these games. Taylor Walker, 250th game. He was drafted after me to play 250. Is he Adelaide's leading goal kicker ever? I He's kicked over 500 I mean, goals. Mods. Well, I think mods would be in the conversation, but he may well be. Yeah. yeah, look, he's been an outstanding player. I know, um, look, he's had some off-field uh, incidents to deal with over the past few years, and you certainly can't sweep them under the table. But to get to 250 games is a fair effort from a key forward. Yeah, I think, I know he just didn't want to go through that that issue, the, the racial drama that he went through. But I, I, I admire him for having absorbed that, obviously made his apologies where they're appropriate, and coming back playing really good footy. So Tex, I reckon, yeah, we salute him. Absolutely outstanding effort. We spoke about the injuries at the West Coast Eagles. Luke Shuey set to come back, which is, is big news good. for them. That's that's fantastic. It just need him to get through the rest of the season. They, they were actually quite confident that Jeremy Govan was going to play, yeah. but that they've pulled him to give him another couple of weeks, which I like. You don't gonna play him before a bye. Give him another two weeks. Um, so Luke Shuey is... Back? Do they have anyone else back? Barras is still out. Maybe Hewitt's out. Sambo West out. Seaton, Duggan perhaps. out. Jamison out. Hearn out. Clark will come into the team. Okay, as a starter. Yep. Petrovsky Seaton will come back. Yeah, the Corky. Edwards is a chance to come back. Tommy Barras, I think, might miss again. Tommy Barras will be done. True and Chessa may be the guys out of the waffle, but that's what I mean by. Like, Harry Barnett's in the squad, but they don't want to play him. No, you don't. And you know why? I've seen him. And look, you can just see he's, he's not AFL ready. And that's what happens to young Ruckman. And so they would never want to play Protect him. Protect him. And you know but what? they may have to, mate. They don't have any players. No. I just named six players that are going to be out, and I can't name six to come back in. Yeah. And you're thinking of what we've spoken about with Nick Nat and not suggesting that, you know, Barnett's going to have to accelerate his development to a point where he plays next year. But they're, uh, you know, if... Yeah, there's lots of question marks, as as you said, about the list and what's moving forward. And, wow, it's uh, just every possible injury and setback they could have in the last six months has gone pear-shaped. Taylor Walker, leading goal kicker, 564. Tony Modra on 440. So he passed him a while ago. Yeah. Um, Thank you for that. <laughs> bottom up, Ruffy of the Week. Now. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Do you want to pick, are you gonna pick West Coast? I'm, I'm going to pick a... Oh, you're doing it here? I'll do it right now. No, 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 I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, I would like you to wait for the bottom line roughly of the week. Yeah, no. I'm picking Adelaide yeah. by a decent amount. Yes, yeah, so am I. Okay. Uh, what, are we talking over 70? Uh, no, no. Adelaide have scored over 100 their last six uh, games at Adelaide Oval. So if they do that, West Coast certainly don't win. Um, I just I can't see West Coast winning. No, but I think he'll let you go. I think having him back in the side, hopefully he can back up after last week. And <laughs> I build. asked him how he how he pulled up. I saw him on Monday. Who? Elliot. Saw. Well, yeah, I asked him how he but pulled a good up, saw. and it wasn't. It was like, yeah, he's okay. It wasn't like, yeah, he's great. Good to go next week. Oh no, he said he was sore. I mean, that, but I said a good saw. I said yeah, but you know, I, okay, that's um. Well, he, <laughs> Don't want to be mate, seriously. Okay, we're both picking Adelaide. Fremantle v Richmond, the other West Australian team, of course. Freo going well before the bye, really well, to be honest. They're still not in the eight, though. They play 5.25 Saturday, Optus Stadium, a home game. Um, is this Freo's chance to really solidify that form? Um, against Richmond, who are a good side, not a great side, have been going okay, not good. They've been inconsistent. They beat GWS 
you know, in a last-minute goal effectively on the weekend. Frio beating Richmond, you, you just want them to do it and continue their run? Yeah, this is a real banana peel game because, I mean, Richmond averaged not, like 99 that. points a game on the road. Yes. So they actually play some, some decent footy. One of those sides, we saw them against the Giants. If they... Get up and running. We know that uh, Lukey Ryan said he's going to take Dusty on the weekend. I like that. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, no sec- oh, yeah, no, no totally. I like oh, look, it's great. You know, I'll get him. I'll play on him. And that, that's, that's good. That's a big match. And bear in mind, Darcy missing. So Luke yep. Jackson gets the job in the ruck. Solo. Seb Kuek, absolutely dominating. Yeah, for Peel. Dominating? Yeah. But you're you saying as a forward or as a pinch hitting ruck? As a forward ruckman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I still want to see a bit more of him before I'm convinced he's ready. That's. I think we called a game with him and he was dominated, like one of his first games for yeah. Peel, and he did his. He's hammy. got this amazing vertical leap, hasn't he? He's been playing really well. So look, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the squad. Win. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. Oh look, they've got to make two. Obviously, with Jay Gromira out. Yes. Um, What's he out with? Suspended. That's right. Jeez, it feels like. <laughs> it feels like ago. yeah, it feels like a month ago. So he'll come out. You'd think Will Brody comes into the side. I'd yeah, he's been getting. I think but, got thirty. But Matty appeal. Johnson, Erasmus. They've got, got enough mids to put, Yeah, they've got they've got reinforcements there. No question. As we said before the break, just Fremantle would have liked that momentum to continue. So they just need to be able to find a way to switch back on. Richmond come over here a bit buoyed. Caretaker coach, maybe the, the shackles off a bit, playing more freely. They're a dangerous side, and if there's a bit of weather around Scoey. That that brings them even more into the conversation. They're always dangerous. Like they've just got too many good players. Exactly. Not to be dangerous. Yeah. I, I probably Josh Tracy. I liked him as that backup ruck last week. Yeah. When Sir Darcy went out of the team, I've played with him as a backup ruck. His effort around the footy's great. It could be a bit of a, you know, not that it's similar players, but Jake Waterman type areas for West Coast, where a forward who traditionally might be at you know the ten touch range, you get them up the ground and they compete and you get them into the game, and then when they get to you know, forward, they feel like they're in the game. They get the confidence levels up. So maybe no, said Kuek. I don't know. Yeah, and, da- and Toby Dan Curvis, of course. I mean, in the ruck, it's yep. going to be a real test for for Jackson. If Daniel he- Rioli's one fiftieth game, yep, um, which has been terrific. He's moved to the back line basically over the last couple of years, and he's been a really good rebounding defender for them. Which he didn't start his career like that. He was a forward. He was a midfielder. So he's been uh, giving them some rebound out of the way there. In the last two Freo Richmond matches, neither side has reached sixty points. Last year, a draw in round 19. That's right. Was it Noah Cumberland who had a, had a mark outside 50? And, yep. Uh, it was, a, it was at, the, at Marvel Stadium. Richmond is averaging 99 points on the road this season, ranked one number one in the AFL. Yeah, I said that about two and a half minutes ago. But you anyway, know what I listened to? <laughs> not that you did. See, Jan was nodding in, so I heard this about I was listening ago. to mum, not you. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, yeah, so they, they can they can kick a score on the road. Yes. They can, and, and if it's a bit wet, I think that plays into their favour as well. So they uh, they come to town, not as favourites, but certainly I think they, they get a – to dismiss them would be folly. I am dismissing them. I am picking Freo and a good win. I think they've sorted their issues out. I think it is a danger game, but I think Fremantle have Richmond covered. I haven't been impressed with Richmond this year, and although they're a good side on the road and a good team, I think Freo is too, and I think Freo win this and win it well, and they they continue their role going. I hate Richmond this year. They've killed me. <laughs> they've killed, I've tipped them. They've played like uh, you know, his business, you know and poorly. Let's yes. say that. That's yes. a generous way to describe it. I, course, I love you just keeping it all under control with mum in the mum in the house. No, I, have, no. you, have you noticed I haven't sworn? No, it's been good. I don't think does mum she, doesn't like. Does she? Uh, I can swear when she's not in the room, but when she's here, I feel a bit uncomfortable swearing in front of mum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, picking Fremantle. I hope they win because I want their season to go from uh, good to better. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shell of Footycast. 
But now let's get through the rest of the round. Buyers to Geelong and Gold Coast. They'll have a break. I don't really get the whole... Too many buys. Well, Too many rounds of buys. Two teams on a buy. I don't... Anyway, I'm not going through that again. Sydney St Kilda. Scared, do they play tonight? I didn't realise that. Ten minutes before we started this show. Thursday's night footy's back. 5.10pm Thursday night. I'm bloody stoked. It's I huge. Did, I didn't even know it was happening. <laughs> so I'm going to be able to have... My wife's actually working at Country Road tonight. So I'm going to have the footy here. Chats the cricket crackers. there. I might even... Yeah, because I can sneak in some stuff when she's not there. And because she goes, otherwise, you know, you're going to get fat. And so, yeah, <laughs> well, this is giddy up time. How good... I'm actually stoked. I, like, to have a game that I didn't know was going to happen. And a big game. Yeah, big game. So this is the annual Pride game. Uh, they'll be in their different colours for that. Uh I've got to say this. I mean, there's Buddy Franklin's 350th. I know. That's Huge. that's a big part about it. There's a halfback flanker in this game who's just signed a seven-year deal, the mate. Lizard. The Lizard. I tell you what. That's Nick seven. Blakey is a halfback flanker, just signed a seven-year deal. He's the first halfback flanker in the history of the game to do it. Now, you... How good? I was critical of all these questions, the two years for Fife and Walters. Seven years. Tell me... Uh, apart from Buddy with his 10, Alistair Lynch, I think, got 10 going up to, to Brisbane. Mate, from, there's some guys on some big deals at the moment. Some long-term uh, deals. Seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there are, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, there, there's a post floating around somewhere, Jaden. Either 7, seven AFL, SEN, Fox Footy, somewhere there with a list of them. But, and, but those players, could do, and I don't know the answer to this. Harry McKay's on a big those, long-term l- deal. At least he's a key forward. I mean, he's not performing though. No, I'm, I'm talking about the position. You, you, you stressed. He's a halfback flanker. I yeah. mean, he's you're not building a side around him, are you? Well, I don't know. maybe I you don't, are. I don't know. So, look on these long term deals. I know there's a lot of criticism about him, and you know, people have got a fair bit to say on him. Um, this this isn't on the player. Uh, that the player hasn't gone to the club and said, "Hey, can I have a seven year deal?" This is on the club. The club is trying to disperse their salary cap across multiple seasons for a good player. He's yeah. a good player. Mm. We're not saying he's on a million dollars a year for seven years. I think the risk is all on the club. There's no risk whatsoever here, but it does say to Nick Blakey, look, yeah, okay, you're loyal, well done, but you know, he, he may develop into an even better player. He's effectively taking himself off the table for seven years, or is it just that contracts don't matter these days? I was, I was like, about to say exactly that. Contracts, we get four years in. It's not the it's not the worth the paper it's written on. And we've seen it. We've seen it yes. time and time again. So seven looks good, sounds exciting, yes. and all the headlines. But at the end of the day, if they want to change that, they will. Jaden, did you find that post for me? I have. Great. And uh, welcome back to me on the mic. Yes, congratulations. We let you back on. <laughs> Thank you. Had a you better it. be right this time. Well, or it could be a month ban for you. <laughs> look, mate. I've, I've, got I've got it. <laughs> Do you have I've it? I've said that before. <laughs> Harry Mackay's got seven years. Clayton Oliver's got seven years. Kerno's got six. Wow. Petrarca's got seven, Jacob Hopper's got seven, Tim Taranto's got seven, Josh Kelly on eight. The list goes on. There's a bunch of them. They're all good players. Yeah, no, it, it, that surprises me, the number of that long-term deal. I mean, I'm pretty remember, sure Tommy Barras signed a six-year deal last yeah, year. Right? I remember going back in time when Peter Tom Barras has got five years. Thank you very much. Last year would have been six, thank you. Peter Sumich and, and Carl Langdon got five-year deals in the 90s, and they never played... Of course. Carl, Carl on the front bar this week. He's on the front bar. Uh, what's today? Thursday. Today? No, well, he can't be. Unless he's flying out this morning. He might, maybe he is. Maybe he's a pre-record? No, he's doing, he was doing the front bar. So I've, he, I've seen this. They've been putting footage of um, Carl Langdon up on their Instagram page. You wouldn't have seen it. Um, there's one of him uh, with his white peroxide hair. Yes. He's, he, it looks like some sort of catwalk. There's girls in West Coast gear. Um, um, Guy McKenna's in there. Carl's there. Uh, Chris Maney's there. 
and Carl's doing the worm down. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, see yeah. that? He's a complete, <laughs> an absolute numpty. And the great thing about Carl, we've diverted here. How do we get to Carl? Uh, we're talking about long-term deals. Oh. So he had a five-year deal, and anyway, he ain't in a knee injury. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Carl would be reported at the tribunal, and most players, you know, Chris Lewis, and try and you know escape and duck and dive and get away from the cameras. Carl would come and go, right, uh, where do you, who wants to talk to me? And so you'd get, he'd be crazy. <laughs> no wonder he went into media. <laughs> now, that's why I love the fact that guys like him were into the media because he was prepared to talk to you after a loss, after a win. Yes. Um, yeah, so I reckon that's great. But yeah. Sounds like someone else I know, me. Mm. Uh, Buddy's 350th. Massive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you just a, a brief story. I did read this in the Herald Sun. but Surprised I think you haven't retired him yet. Well, okay, okay. Let me just, so anyway, just quickly. So arriving at Wesley in 2003, this is, I read this in the Herald Sun, of course, but uh, Wesley College, Trent Cooper, Yep. Uh, teaching maths, AFLW, Fremantle, Fremantle, etc. Explain that when Buddy arrived within two days, he basically owned the joint. Uh, talked about his confidence without being arrogant. Talked about uh, what effect he had, but also he said his dad, um, Lance's dad, Lance Senior, yeah. uh, came to to Trent and said, "Look, um, you know what? Hey, Trent, just do anything you can to get my boy to graduate. If you do." I'll buy you a carton of piss. Um, as it turned out, Buddy never graduated and Coop's never got the carton of shelter. So it's a nice little story before Buddy uh, just went into the stratosphere of fame. Yeah, I remember because there was a couple of drafts before, but um, I was doing work experience at the AFL and I was given the task by Kevin Sheehan at the time um, to clip up goal-kicking actions of the AIS kids. I remember doing um, Jared Roughheads. He had this flicky hand, which if you remember, he continued on for his career and they were trying to get it out of him then. But then I saw this lanky, um, you know, really tall but powerfully built left footer just – and they kept moving the the video back. And I remember clipping it because I was like, I can't even see him. He was kicking them from 65, not on the run, set shots. As a He would have been 16 years old then. Yeah, um, Incredible talent. I've clearly – I've played on him. Um, he was frightening. Like, just he was just a he's just a different sphere to any other player because of his size. I speak about this story. Like, Darren Glass was playing on him. I was trying to drop off into the hole, and I got there late, so I turned around just to get front and center. And it was the first time on the footy field as the MCG. He was playing for Hawthorne at the time. I I actually looked up, and I was I he was he jumped. And I felt small. It was the first time on a footy field. It happened again against Aaron Sanderlands, but like that kind of makes sense. Buddy jumping, like his knees were where my head was. And I, I was in the perfect position to be just looking straight up. But I just always remember that as just him being another stratosphere to anyone else. And he like always has been. Right? And, and arguably the, the greatest player of the, you know, the last 20 years. Yep. But surprisingly, despite all those attributes, he's still never been a great overhead mark. No, as a key forward, which is quite—it's just a, a, ironic that he's, he's not a big pack marker. No, well, even even one on one, you don't really see him take the specky over. To, that just seems strange for such a forward of athleticism and prowess that, that he's never done that. But uh, congratulations to him, three hundred and fiftieth tonight. He's got nineteen goals from five games v St Kilda at the MCG. Yes, how many goals this year? SCG. I think he's probably about. Oh, he'd be about a dozen, would he? He'd be 10 goals for this year. He's a little way off my 40 predicted at the start of the year, like most of my predictions, to be honest. Um, Thursday night footy's back. Of course, Dane Rampey's back for Sydney. Yep. Um, we're happy with that. We need Sydney to get some numbers back here. Um, Angus Sheldrick is going to play, uh, not his first game, but... No, but brother, one, yep. brother of. And uh, and so he, he's a bit like his brother, sort of 
low to the ground. Yep. It's a real bull. Uh, I'd like to see Mitch Owens back as well for, for St Kilda after some weeks out with that uh, nasty yeah, it was a horrible, concussion. Horrible so concussion. That's huge. Uh, who's winning this? Well, I've got Sydney winning it, but I've also got my Bollemart Ruffy of the Week. Wow, this isn't, we this isn't $3. This is 100 to 1. Wowee. So, Bollemart Ruffy of the Week. Start your footy weekend at Bollemart. Grab your shelters where Bollemart has you covered. I'm saying, and it's just, I've got no, that Buddy Franklin will retire after tonight. Wow. Just throwing it out. It's a long shot. Um, it's, a, it's a long shot. What, so Jason McCartney type areas on the field? or well, uh, Not so much on the field. I just, that's it. I'm Do you just, have mail here? No, I've got no mail. Zero mail. So you're just making something up? I'm making something up. I'm like, I'm like Kramer. Just I'm walking through in Seinfeld and got no idea. I'm just saying, you want a roughie and you kept going at my, my sort of oh, that's rough. choices. That's rough, so to speak. Pardon okay. the pun. But he's kicked 10 goals this year, so... Um, yeah, he's 40 shot. Yeah, yeah. No, anyway. I didn't say 50. Did I say 50 or 40? 50. I didn't say 50. And I said he'd retire before the end of the year, so I've got to get moving. Right, okay. There you go. Skeeter's bottom mark, roughly of the week. I haven't picked mine what, what, yet. What happens if I get that? Surely I deserve a, a carton of shelter. I'm going to have to pick a fourth one. Um, <laughs> what was that? If I get this this bottom mark, roughly right, I deserve like some love here. Some, I'd be, don't you think that that'd be the best bottom mark, roughly of the year by mile? We'll give you a six pack. Uh, Western, <laughs> Western Bulldogs v Port Adelaide, five fifty p.m. Friday night. So this is Friday night footy. Bulldogs Port Adelaide. I think a good. I think a good game coming Ripper. up here. Yep. Port Adelaide in great form. Um, they're the challenges to the throne at the moment. And Bulldogs have momentum. They've lost their last two. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Um, so. Where do we see this game they, going? They butchered the footy last week against Geelong. Just uh, yep. turnover, turnover, turnover. So they got beaten by Gold Coast in Darwin the week before that. So they've yeah. lost two, two and again, they dominated a lot of the numbers in that that match as well. So um, there's there's some concerns for them. They've just won three of their last ten matches against the Power. So that's a concern. Remember they played them at the Adelaide Oval this year. They led by about a uh, kick and a bit yes. at the start of the last quarter, but fell away. Um, yeah, Port's been up for a while, but gee, they're playing some... some they're, they're equal to Collingwood as the best team in the comp at the moment. They're quite good at uh, at uh, Marvel as well, aren't they? Yeah, they play well. They, yep. they play that ground well. Um, Dixon and Travis Bogue have returned to training. I don't think either of them are coming back into the side yet, though. Western Bulldogs, Ed Richards did his hammy last week. Uh, Darcy in the... Um, what's, his, what's his first name? Uh, Western Bulldogs, Darcy. Sam? Sam Darcy. did he, he fractured his jaw in his return game after injury. So that's horrible news for him. He won't be coming back in. So I don't know if there's going to be many changes for this game. How do you see it going? Well, it's just funny because last year Port Adelaide lost all the close matches. This year... Done the opposite, haven't they? Totally different. They've, they've won all five games that have been decided between one and ten points. I'm going to... I'm going to go on a little bit of a limb here and think that the Western Bulldogs might be able to, after a couple of poor weeks, just... They should be they should be close to Ruffy status here. Port Adelaide's second on the ladder. How are they not paying more than $1.90? Who's that? Bulldogs. Like, I was yeah. going to pick him for a Ruffy, and I've just looked at the... No, 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 we near it. They're not, they're, Why not? They've, oh, been, they've just lost their last two in a row. Yeah, well, I think... Against Gold Coast. Yeah, and Geelong, who were, you know, pretty... We wrote, them. We, we wrote them off. We wrote them off as well. We've written off about 10 sides that have come back to bite us. I'm tipping the Bulldogs here as 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 a little Friday night upset simply because every natural instinct I've had this year has yeah. gone wrong. So right. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to tip the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm following you. I'm on skaters train. Go the Bulldogs. I reckon Port's winning. Big Port, big Bulldogs. They'll win by eight goals and we'll look like absolute dicks again. Hawthorne free Brisbane. Saturday, MCG, very important part about this, mm. MCG, 11.45, the first game on Saturday. Start your footy weekend at Bottom Mark, grab your shelters where Bottom Mark has covered. Bottom Mark, rough it in the week, Skeeter. I'm picking them. Hawthorne, I've seen enough, both of Brisbane away from home 
and Hawthorne of late to know this is going to be a competitive game. Yeah, well, It has nothing to do with this is the only realistic game that's paying over $3 for one of the teams for me to pick them. I can't actually pick anyone else for the bottom up roughly of the week. I don't have anything stupid like you, like Lance Buddy Franklin retiring mid-game. <laughs> no, not mid. Hawthorne to beat Brisbane at the MCG. I hate Brisbane away from the Gabba, and so do you. Mm. Have I convinced you? No. I, I bet, <laughs> to be honest with you, Hawthorne were going to get beaten by 100 points last week against Port Adelaide. Oh, that's right. Six goals and two against Port. So they got absolutely spanked. West Coast would have lost by 200. But Hawthorne come back and lose by 80. I think it's, I think it's lost, a positive. Yeah, they lost by 55. So they actually well, got yeah. close to that. So, yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I think they have been better in the past month. We saw them um, against St Kilda get up late. James Sicily does return after a week's suspension, so Big that's in. going to be huge for them. Mm. Uh, look, I still think Brisbane, you know, if they can't beat a team like Hawthorne at the MCG, um, given what we've seen, I, I'd, I'd be really disappointed from their perspective. Skate. Brisbane have lost 12 of their last 13 yeah. games at the MCG. You've got to tell me I'm a chance here. Steve. No, you're a chance. You're a massive they chance. They can't play away from home. In fact, you're a certainty. You should be. You should lock that in as your... your Bottom up certainty of the week. <laughs> <laughs> can't be beaten. Well, I, I just... No, it's a I fair think call. you can agree with me, mate. So yeah, Zorko's no. out. Brisbane cannot be trusted with... Not your life. That You couldn't be trusting with a wooden spoon, mate. Like they... they <laughs> not sure that's we, we saw them in the Adelaide Oval against the Crows a couple of weeks ago. Now, they... Butcher the footy for a goal. I away from the Gabba. And so that's, if you were putting your tips in today, forget the Ruffy, who are you tipping? I'd have to be really carefully considering Hawthorne. It's, who are you I'm tipping? serious. Who are you tipping then? Hawthorne. So you're tipping them in, in 6PR and all the other various... I don't know what I do. No, I'm literally in five different competitions. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Whatever I'm feeling at the time, that's who I pick. That's why I'm a god-awful tipster, Ski. That's you picking Brisbane, are you? Yes, I am. Okay. North Melbourne v GWS, Sunday, Blundstone Arena, down in Tassie. Hobart, you, you realise when I read these out, it's the very first time, time I've actually, seen it. Yeah, so Thursday night footy, just realised that's going on. This one's in Hobart. Seen a lot of talk about the stadium. That's continuing. Um, politics being played. They could shoot themselves on the foot. I saw a great Twitter feed on this, and it broke it all down a lot better than I could ever do. But one of the major, um, one of the major points it made was how important this is, not just for Tasmania and the people, but just. The, the, the city, where they put it, they want to put it in Hobart, right? Yep. Capital city. What it means for the entire economy and 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 to, that's what you do in metropolises. You actually, I've got that one out, Skate. Mm. You actually build infrastructure that makes people want to come to the city and employs people and all these things that the politics are arguing against and we put, put money here and put money there. The actual money they're using to fund it, like you've said, isn't getting taken from health and education. Well, to my knowledge, it's, no, it's that's a fact. It's not. It's they've got funds for this, but yeah, and I, 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 it's I'm ridiculous. With I'm with you. And look, and even going back to, to Victoria, and, and your mum Jan will back me up here with Jeff Kennett. You know, the, uh, Federation Square. Now, there was a lot of criticism over that, but when I get when people go to Melbourne now, there's events that happen there. I think building. Um, infrastructure yeah, for entertainment, for sport. It's great for the community. And without you know knowing the specifics of Tasmania, I agree totally. And even I saw a tweet yesterday, the Foo Fighters going all around Australia, but they're not going to Tassie. Don't have the right uh, stadia. To, it, to it, it will remain a bush league down in Tassie if, if they, they don't, don't get this If right. they don't pull the trigger on this. Well, you know, and they've got only themselves to blame. And people are saying, oh, the, the government and the AFL have put a, you know, made this life too hard by having, having them to make and build a stadium. Well, I reckon, the, I reckon the AFL has gone bent over backwards to try and make this happen. 
Both of these teams, North Melbourne and GWS, lost on the weekend after making to 100 points. They lost by a goal each. You know, pretty much identical side uh, games to sides above them on the ladder. Um, who bounces back in this one? North are looking better under Ratton, I think. Um, Alistair Clarkson, there's starting to be rumours that he's ready to come back. People are saying, should he come back? What's the point? I'll tell you what the point is. He's been appointed to this footy club to build this club back up. Now, Brett Ratton, he's had an uptick in performance. That's great. I don't think that is... Uh, as much to do with Brett Ratton as it would be for this North Melbourne side. They're playing more footy. Their younger players are playing well. I watched Wardlaw. I watched Phillips. Um, LDU's back in there. I mean, their midfield played really well on the weekend. That's Unfortunately, that's not to do with Brett Ratton. I'm sure he's a great bloke, great coach. But the changing coaches doesn't do that. I'm sure Brett Ratton's not changing a lot. So when Alistair Clarkson's ready, I'd be getting him back there quick smart because he's got a lot of building to do they've got a lot of improvement to make yeah there's no question he'll come back in and look the fact that Brett's got him close to a couple of victories is is admirable and that's more on the players than it is the coach yeah though. I think there's a bit of both I think he's, he's done a great job in just continuing the message that, that Clarko's brought so uh, he was, was an assistant coach at Hawthorne under Clarko he knows how he coaches yeah totally so yeah kudos to him I think North Melbourne really impressed with them last week with the, the ability I think they get the highest score of the season uh, and the Giants, well, what you do know with them, you're going to be involved in a tight game more often than not. They've been blown away by Collingwood once, but most of the game's been decided by 20 points or less. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a, a tricky game for, for the Giants, all of thought. North would give themselves a, a, a sneaky, just a sneaky chance of, of racking this one up. Um, no Jai Simkin, no Hugh Greenwood, both out with concussion, huge. I believe. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Cunnington maybe comes back into the side. Uh, I'm picking GWS. Daniels is out with Hammy, but I'm picking GWS. I think they're the better side. Yeah, I think they've been playing more consistent footy. I think... Away from home, they're a little bit questionable. They're very questionable away from home. But I'm not saying this is North Melbourne's home, but it's their home game. Yeah, no, this this isn't a fait accompli, but I would have thought that it's going to be a, a win to the Giants. Fait accompli, Jesus. Christ. Of, it's a French Open I've on this week, by the way. got some definitions to run past you at the end of this episode. Well, we some, the we've had some user feedback, actually. <laughs> uh, some listener feedback. Carlton v Essendon, Sunday MCG, 5.15. We're actually running a little bit behind time here, yeah. but this is a good, good game. Uh is it a line in the sand game for both sides here? Not not for Essendon, but for Carlton, this is that's right. They have to show something, otherwise it's uh, sayonara. It's it's such a their, their performances, their, their scoring's dried up. Their defence has got better, but gee, they they just can't kick a score. So um, and Essendon, conversely, you know, I'm loving the, the performance of some of their players. I know Zach Merritt's a gun. Redman is a guy that I've really enjoyed watching. Uh, one of best and Ferris last year. Yeah, Ridley as mm. well. He's one of best and Ferris. One of well. best and Ferris. I was impressed by him last week. He was taking these specky marks in defence. And so well, there's a lot they, of Essendon I like. What they did with Ridley last year, they they made him a real one-on-one defender. He's not that guy. He's your he's your interceptor. And it, so I mean, so is Redman as well. I was, I was quite critical with Essendon's list build that perhaps they didn't have the spine. But Brad Scott, um, smart man, he's got them playing to that. The mm. way they play supports that, you know, that that they don't have the, the big spine of players. But they're developing and they're young. Their easy run home starts now as well. Mm. I think Essendon beat Carlton. Yeah, I, it probably does. I mean, but put it this way, I, I want to chip Carlton because their record against them is good. But stuff them. There's been nothing in nah, the last... Him. In the last six weeks to make you think, oh, this they're going to snap out of They've this. scored less than 60 in each of their last five matches. Did yeah. you just tell me that as well? Yeah, yeah. I, ran, I think it was 44 last week. They, they, just, they just can't kick a goal. And they're getting some opportunities. No. No. Put them in the bin. Yeah, I'm the same. Essendon. Melbourne v Collingwood, 120 Monday, MCG, King's birthday clash. Yeah, I reckon this is the uh, match of the round. Match of the round, but also a really tough game to call. I um, think. This will be, of course, uh, the big freeze, thanks to MND. Yep, uh, great calls. 
Neil Danaher, um, you know, clearly his health's deteriorating. That's what this disease does, the beast. Um, but just continually be amazed by what he's been able to build and do and sacrifice his own, you know, body, his health and, and, and you know, the time he's putting into this. Um, I think it's such a great thing that the AFL community's really, you know, built something that's pretty bloody cool. I remember the very first one that got put together, there was a couple of beanies thrown around and you know, now they're selling at Bunnings, they're all around it's the massive. country. Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing what they've been able to do. Yeah, there. Neil deserves a lot of credit and, you know, he's been spoken about as a possible Australian of the year. That's not what he's doing this for, but I'll tell you what, he's, and I've got a brother-in-law who's going through something um, similar and, and Neil, I think, is a bit of an outrider with regards to the longevity yeah. that he's been able to fight this. So uh, hopefully he, he's there and able to um, enjoy the day. But cracking game of footy. King's in fact, the birthday. Best, best, King, yeah, right, best King's birthday uh, match, potentially, in, in recent, with the importance of it, so, more so than... It was a Queen's, wasn't it? It but, was a Queen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, King's birthday holiday. Um, great. We're having a Sunday, like, the eve of. Yes. And then the Do we day, get Monday off? No, we don't. We had it last Monday. This Monday just gone. That's cool. Did you have Monday off? I didn't. No, I worked waffle and I worked with you. And yep. yeah, so no. Uh it's gonna be a cracking Oliver game back. Now. If we talk about footy, Oliver's back. Um to go he's out, mm. clearly. Um I would say they're the major changes in both of these sides. So Melbourne get a good one back, Collingwood lose a good one. We both saw Collingwood live last week. Melbourne haven't been the side that they've been able to be, but they certainly always have the potential to blow games out of the water. How do you see this one going? Yeah, I reckon this is really tough to call because the addition of Oliver and the loss of Dugowie is is quite significant on that front. Collingwood are favourites. Yeah, they're favourites. I think uh, not much in it between the two, though. No. Which I suppose coming to Perth, travelling here, um, they've been up for a long time. So I reckon there's a window for Melbourne. I'm just, yeah, I, defensively they, they re- were really good against Carlton, but Carlton's been poor offensively for a while, so I'm not sure whether that's an indication of, of how they've improved. But um, look, you're right, the Demons just going, that's the only thing I've got, I've got a concern about. Um, and so off the back, of the, my, my head tells me Collingwood, my heart says I, I think Melbourne might be able to sneak a victory here. So who are you picking? Uh, I'll tip Melbourne. I'm yeah. going to tip Melbourne as well. Um, so do you want to change your tip now? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, well, it's, it's you know, on, on what you've seen, your eyes tell you that Collingwood is a better side at the moment. They've got the bye next week, Collingwood. You, Melbourne do as well. You told me Collingwood had the bye last week and they was playing the Eagles. Because I thought the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one it was, wasn't it? But look, I think they've played Kangaroos, uh, Kangaroos and West Coast, a couple of sides that they're just going to beat with their eyes closed, basically. Mm. This is going to be a real challenge for Collingwood. Uh, I made a comment on radio last week with you, Skeeter, that I didn't think the footy that Collingwood played against West Coast would win them a premiership. I still stand by that. But against good sides, that's where you see their true true colours. So if they stand up, they smack Melbourne here. Um, I'll retract that statement and I'll just continue on my merry way. But I just saw some things that I think they need to really improve on to win a premiership. And that's... um, the contested nature of finals footy and the pressure that gets put on around the ball, I think at stages Collingwood didn't handle that heat that, that West Coast could bring, which they're not the best side in the competition. Um, their run-and-gun handball game looks great um, if the pressure's not maintained, but if you come up against a side that can maintain that pressure, it starts to break down pretty quickly. So they'll have to have different modes they can go to because you can't just run and gun in a grand final. I'm sorry, it doesn't work. Never has, never will, probably. The pressure is too much. So they'll just... I'm not saying they can't win a premiership. Just don't misquote me here. They, they're they favourites to win it, and they probably will. 
but they'll need to just have other strings to their bow other than the way they're playing right now. Yeah, well, having said that, look, they ran Geelong, just going back to last year's finals, they, they ran Geelong close in a qualifying, they yes. came within a kick of, of reaching the grand final. So I think when in the trenches, they, they can do it. So And we're both picking Melbourne. So Yeah, we're yeah. picking Melbourne, and we'll look back on Tuesday yeah. and go, you are absolutely kidding yourself. It'll actually be Monday, so... Think, oh, yep, yeah, uh, yeah, Tuesday. Well, 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 the game's played Monday, so we can't so be wrong yeah. until the, the game's played. Thank you, Skater. <laughs> Will Schofield, Mark Redding, <laughs> Shelter Footycast. You absolute numpty skater. Now, um, <laughs> what else is on the cards? Okay, now I've got a couple oh, of things here. here. Uh, so this is on Collingwood. Dacos gets the ball in defence, then the whole middle opens up. He chips to the wing, then sprints 70 metres straight down the middle and eventually gets the ball back at full tilt. Could opposition teams have players just to interrupt and get in the way? Because you see the same thing happening time and time again. One time O'Neill was only two steps behind him for the whole run, but it wasn't enough to stop a Dacos goal. That is from B. Wood over at uh, YouTube, I believe. It's about Dacos and stopping his run. Look, I agree. I've, I've said it multiple times. If it was that easy, though, Sky, why, why, aren't they, why aren't clubs doing it? You're talking about, you're talking about the tagging. I have not seen him be physically barraged. Outside uh, Giants. Outside, no, it was Sydney, wasn't it? Outside Sydney, yeah. It was Sydney. And they did it for three quarters. They dropped it. He had 15 and a goal in the last quarter because they had to try and win the game. I promise, I promise you, this bloke is a night. I met him the other day. Nice bloke. Like a really respectful young man playing some of the best footy you'll ever see. And I'm never going to take that away. If you get someone to physically barrage him, I'm not talking about fighting him. I'm talking about harassing him. I'm talking about... Like guys I play with, Mark Hutchings, if you got someone that didn't leave five centimetres from him, he wouldn't. That, that would beat him. But no one's done that. And so where the footies moved past, what I used to play, Skeeter. Was mate, Holman was probably the best job, is that right? Yeah. You've got you to go, go so aggressively at him. And no one's done it properly yet. I think everyone's done it for a little bit, not enough. Yeah, maybe right. That's my opinion. Um, but either way, he's still playing great footy and still a Brownlow favourite. That is right, Skeeter. Um, and what would I know, seriously? Um, now, uh, I do have one more to throw at you. Um, sorry, Skeeter. No, it's all good. Uh, no, we just, just I'll have a look at the NBA score. Shel- yeah, shelter footy cast. Here we go. Gents, this is from um, DGH Buckeye. DGH Buckeye. Gents, love the podcast. I listen all the time getting my hiking in here in Texas. Wow. Yes. Hey, but the old uh, Mason Cox territory. Shout out, Buckeye man. How did neither of you know? Look, can you read this out? I, I, I genuinely don't even know what this is talking about. Can you read it out? Because it was something you said. That never the twain shall meet was Rudyard Kipling. Yeah, so it was a book or a movie. Yeah, so I did what say that. is that actually talking about? I said about? never the twain shall meet. My idea of that is like... Um, like Mum's nodding away over yeah, here. Maybe Jan can give us the, the right description. But isn't it about never the twain shall meet? Like we, we come from opposite sides of the... Uh, I don't know, but he's, he's correcting you because you, you clearly didn't know what you were west, talking about. Yeah, east is east and west is west. Never the twain shall meet. It's like you're not going to... We won't find common ground. That's what... So, um, no, I disagree with that, um, Buckeye... What have you called? <laughs> no, I love his feedback. But never the twain shall meet. It's like us having a dis- dis- de- debate or a dispute. That's what I'm saying. Never the twain shall meet. Does that make sense to you, Jan? Yeah, it does. Rudyard Kipling. R- Rudyard. Rudyard Kipling. Right. 
Rudyard. Is that right? <laughs> is that right? <laughs> and who are these people and what language are you people speaking? Rudyard Mum's like, yeah, I know what Rudyard you're talking Kipling, about. Yeah. Well, there you go. I've got no idea. Uh, we've gone over time, Skeeter. Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shelter Footycast. We love doing what we do, Skeet. Um, you can find us on social, Skeeter. Jump on Instagram once in your lifetime. Yeah. Shelter Footycast over there going off. It's absolute bananas. Send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. YouTube, podcast. Big weekend coming up, Skeet. Can't wait. 